1: What's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's Let's go. 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 All right, all right. We are back with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. Always, I'm joined with my brother and my co-host, Jake Bushnell. Aloha. (laughs) Today is a very special episode. As you can tell... Because we have a good friend, Mr. Yassad Williams.
2: Yeah, boys. <laughs> Ooh, <right. laughs>
1: How
0: you doing, brother?
2: Doing good. Thanks for having me on.
0: No problem. Uh,
2: brothers and brothers. Oh, yes. Thanks for having me on.
0: <laughs> Yassad. The, our last guest didn't know we were real brothers, by the way. It's the thing he left. He said, I didn't know you guys were really brothers. I yeah. thought you were just saying, like, brothers.
2: Yeah. Like- well, I love it. I would have been like, yeah, thanks, brothers. But I'm like, thanks, brothers and brothers. And brothers. Because yeah. you know. Whoa! Because we know.
1: (laughs) Don't spill (laughs) your coconut drink.
2: Since Yasodh is
1: from the island of Hawaii, we decided (laughs) to decorate today so that he would feel at home. And I hope we. I feel like this is like if you're, you know, a true Hawaiian that this makes you feel at home. These are all actual, like very, very true Hawaiian
2: trinkets, right? It's funny how, in no way, does this look like a strip building in Orange County. I feel like I'm in Hawaii. (sighs) amazing
1: nice so it worked It worked.
2: absolutely and the shirt you guys got me a shirt which is uh it it matches my outfit i'm wearing today and everything the yellow is priceless so
0: for those who are listeners it's it's what would you call that electric lime green potentially with a uh, bunch of parrots or no no what bird is that
2: that is definitely a toucan
0: toucan right
2: with the big bill yeah i think you're right toucan sam that's why
0: that's the official bird of hawaii
2: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly cool of this hawaii Absolutely. Nice. This 10th Island? Yeah. All right. Well, shoot, Sprata.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know
1: what? Uh, if, if you don't know who Yassad Williams is, uh, not only is a good friend of ours that we've known for a long time and been playing music with this guy, I mean, I think we were just talking about it. it goes all the way back to 1999, but yeah. he's the drummer for an amazing band called Pepper.
2: Thank you. And if Thank you, you, you haven't you heard much.
1: of Pepper is, crawl out of that rock you've been sleeping under
2: and check him out. Yeah. Not just the condiment for the last 22 years <laughs> but no i can't believe uh like you're saying 1999 which the band was just two years old we had just moved from uh hawaii so so because may of 99 we moved from uh hawaii
0: i remember that <clears throat> so earlier before the show started you saw and i we were talking about how long ago did, does this relationship go back and we and we were thinking he remembers my brother he remembers duddy in like 2002 and doing something with the dirty heads yeah and there was a show where Surround Sound, we opened up for Ica Mouse at a local venue, and it was 1999. The we Galaxy. Had a, the Galaxy Theater that's yep. now called The Observatory. I'm, I'm waiting on a picture that I hope comes through where our whole band was wearing, like, Lakers jerseys. We look ridiculous, but the Dirty Heads were on stage with us. And that was the first time I remember hearing about Pepper. And all we heard was band coming in from Hawaii. They just moved here. They're, like, back. I think you guys were already working with Volcom maybe, right? Yeah,
2: because we'd hooked up with them through— uh the artist that has done all the artwork on our CDs, which we just brought back for this latest one, which we'll talk about later. But um, uh, Ben Bruff was a professional surfer for Volcom. We grew up together. He actually rode for Caton for a while uh, oh, nice. back in the day. But um, uh, anyway, mm. uh, he had all the uh, connections, and Ryan Immergart and all the boys from Volcom were just starting, which was what was Stone Entertainment back then to launch the line, which was Ryan Immergart's band. So we as this like ska slash reggae slash we had a little bit of punk rock back in those days, had a, a little bit of uh, youth less left in us back then, you know. Um, but uh, we were able to sneak in there as the redheaded stepchild. And 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 that's how we kind of first were able to connect right when we moved over here. We were able to go into their offices. They were kind of like, yeah, you guys can hang out. Like, we're not necessarily going to tell people about you, but you can use our printers and like make flyers and stuff and like that. And here's a T-shirt. Yeah. So we were like, yeah. it was Seconds. It wasn't the shit they would actually be oh, able yeah. to sell. It was seconds. And we'd usually three of us would fight over one t shirt yeah. and whatnot. Oh, but, yeah. but yeah, no, it's it's it, it's crazy that that was that long ago. I cannot believe what is that.
1: That's like twenty four years. years ago.
2: Just twenty seven.
1: Nineteen ninety nine. I thought you said ninety seven. Ninety oh, nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you are right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All totally. right. You know what? We're not we're not known for math here. Okay.
2: <laughs> twenty twenty something. Yes, Yeah, it's,
1: yeah it's, it's there. It's a yeah, number. Yeah, it's twenty twenty four. Either way, you know, that's a long time. For yeah. A long time. it's a long time. So before you came over here, you know, to play music, had you ever been to the the states?
2: Yes. Um, the
1: mainland. <laughs> I meant to we, say <laughs> absolutely.
2: And so, uh, just a little, <laughs> little like quick history, which I hope this doesn't sound boring, but um. Uh, in 97, right after that was me and Brett graduated high school, Kona Wina Wildcats. Oh, right. Um, we, uh, uh, and Kaleo graduated the year before. He's a, a great older than us. Uh, that's in June when we decided to get together and start the band. And then a few months after that, I just, as my first trip, like mom, I'm gonna go to the mainland with some friends. I just graduated high school, like, like right on. I went to mission beach and stayed with some friends that had moved from Hawaii to mission beach nice. on the boardwalk randomly saw Bucko nine play like this outdoor show in the boardwalk and had some like inkling of like, damn, that'd be rad to like have the band over here kind of thing. Went back to Kona after that, like amazing, like if you would have been filming a movie, it would have been like my coming of age trip. You know what I mean? Like those sick eighties movies. Um, but uh, uh, went back and I think I just randomly told the boys, Hey, we should like it'd be sick to move over there someday. I think, like, and it was all stemming from this memory I had of Bucko Nine playing. And I don't, <laughs> it's just so amazing that it was Bucko Nine, but dude, and Bucko I Nine, look them up, they're like a ska punk band yeah. I think
0: from the 90s. Like, when I was in high school, when we were young, that was like a cool ska punk
2: band from totally. the Southern California area. Yeah. It, it was like, for lack of a better term, when, when uh, Sublime and no doubt and Goldfinger all had videos on MTV. They were the ones that maybe had their videos shown once on late night MTV. Yes, kind of, yeah. they
0: got thing. a little bit of love on K Rock. Yeah, like you'd hear right. them on there, but it wasn't like they were on that verge of almost breaking out, but never quite did. Right. And I remember too, I'd always be like Buck oh Nine, what the fuck? And then I realized that was the price of a forty. If you, uh, 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 it was an old English forty was a. A dollar plus tax, so buck oh nine. That's how they That's got, where they got, got name. their name. Right? Boom.
2: I never do that. I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah, I, I just remember someone telling me that too, and going like, "What?" I've known of that band for however many years. Never knew that.
2: Right, right. I just figured out recently um, that Alt J band. Yep. Is you know if you hit Alt J on yep. a computer, what does it do?
0: I don't know, but yeah, it- it's like Alt.
2: Yeah, you hit Alt J and it makes this uh, symbol that's a symbol for it. their name is so deep and like like quadruple layered like you're you're like whoa guys. Kind of like their Intense. music,
0: their yeah. songs are like math equations. I something I, I, rec-
2: I recently we were on um uh, the bus just this last uh, first leg of this last tour with Iration and uh we're just flipping through some YouTube videos and theirs came on and it looks like the craziest iPad screen like the production is insane that I. I really didn't hear what was going on cuz I was yeah. so like whoa yeah. it was insane no, it's trippy a tr- band.
1: have you seen them live before no you get that same vibe live like they're it's a very yeah people love it yeah
2: they're like i think they like sold out like the hollywood bowl last yeah. their last time in la it's really
1: cool i mean the guy's got just a really interesting voice and like yeah he like yeah. said they're just very like deep trippy kind of band and if you're into just like vibing out like it's a good show yeah yeah,
2: yeah totally and they're english right uh, i i'm not sure I think, I think that's what I heard. But. We'll, we'll say, yeah. And the, the It dr- sounds like it. The, yeah. the drummer has congas in place of like some toms that he plays with his, I did notice that, that he sticks. plays with his sticks. Yeah, just like normal rolls and whatnot. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, there's that.
0: no rules in that band. I like that. They're just making shit up. I saw him play with the, you know how gypsies would have the finger clackers? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I saw mm-hmm. like a performance on TV where he was clacking with those. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Well, well there,
2: it, there's not really a lot of rules in music these there days. There are no rules. Do the, whatever. With the internet and social media and I think that's just because people are more uh, able to make music, so in turn, a bunch more crazy shit happens. <laughs> well, if we're able to hear it, like you know,
1: not even too long ago. I mean, if you wanted to record an album that people were actually able to listen to and share it with people, it would cost you so much money. Totally. You had to go to an actual studio, you had to have either someone believe in you and pay for it, or you had to get your mom and dad to kick you down. cat, Whatever, you had to go through a lot of work and a lot of money oh, yeah. to make, even just make a song, then to get people to listen to it. Totally. They had to get the physical copy and put it into their player. Like now, you can make a demo at your house, put it on your social media, 30 seconds later,
0: people are listening to it. You, literally. If you buy an iPad or a new iPhone, phone. You get GarageBand with it. That is better than anything we ever had to mm. record with when we were in high school there or any of that. There are know?
1: songs on the Dirty Heads albums that yes, they eventually went from my iPad then into, you know, Logic or Pro Tools and then blah blah blah, but the base of the song, the music base I made on my iPad yep. with GarageBand. I mean, the you good, can do it.
2: The good analogy for that too is uh uh drones. Because to get the kind of video and shit from a drone back in the day, not even quality of video, just the angles, you had to rent a helicopter. Oh, yeah. And then buy helicopter fuel. And then <laughs> <laughs> find someone to Hire fly a the pilot. helicopter pilot. Yeah. 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 It was, it was get first.
0: insurance on the pilot. Yeah. yeah. Ensure the cameras that you're hanging from the bottom of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You had to have a huge budget to get any type of aerial. There used to be a thing that people would say, just get stock footage. You'd yeah. always hear that. Hey, we need stock footage of, of over a neighborhood yeah. for this show. The first two minutes of, you know, cars driving down the street stock and you're just footage. like, Bee. just yeah. Now it's just, that." Uh, just... Doesn't your nephew have a drone? Fly it up there, dude. We're making world class motion pictures. Great. Yeah. Totally,
2: it's in, it's insane, man. It's it's it, the whole thing. Technology is so funny with like algorithms and everything because we're like a victim of them in some ways because the, our band name is so common. The oh, word yeah. pepper. Oh my god. You know what I mean? I think the one time it yeah. hit me, it hit me uh, the first time really, where I was like, "Ah, damn it, man, Well, I didn't think of this in '97. <laughs> was uh, <laughs> uh, when was when the uh, iPhone came out with the. Uh, you know, when you text message someone, like for instance, if I te- text message dirty heads to you, it recognizes those two words together and put yeah. a link to your band in iMessage. What? Yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't yeah. know that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even like Sublime won't get it because Sublime's too common of just a, a word. word. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So it's a true, that's what it, I was like, God, that's so, but not, not in like a, like, oh, that sucks way, more just in a mind blown like, way of how like, how do like, we wow. compete in with, with and, that yeah, wasn't a in 97? Yeah. And in 97, there's no way no one could have ever. ever. Yeah. Like thought about you, know, you know what I mean. You're competing
0: and it's like, with the, one of the world's top two spices. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. And,
2: and hindsight is so 2020 with technology; it is just insane. You know what I mean? Because then it, you got things like Bitcoin and like all this kind of oh, shit, yeah. where you're just like, dude. Hindsight's way more, way insane. Kiss
0: this, would have been fucked if they came out 30 years later. You know, they would have had to re- Gene Simmons would have had to rethink his whole life. Totally. Is Which, he still coming on the show? I think he's on okay, next
2: cool. week. Oh, epic. What, no. up, what up, Gene? <laughs> hey, but this is another thing that I, I'm, I'm going to ask you guys is how gnarly and does Tool have to be that they've kept such a mystique in the music industry, in this world? To this day,
1: I think honestly that's why they're so fucking.
2: For cool. sure, and they're straight up to, in my opinion, the Led Zeppelin of our time. Yeah, like and, and and in this day to to pull off something like that in this day of technology and everyone knows everything about everyone, and I mean part of the reason is because they haven't released any music on anything digitally or yeah or anything. So
0: and they don't care. I always they people don't always care. say that they go like you know. Well there, there'll be another Beatles or that? I'm like there, there can't be because it, you know back then the Beatles were aliens that came from another country which was over in England they had different weird haircuts you only got to see them on the tonight show and all the girls are crying you can barely hear them oh, yeah. nowadays if you see a band or if you hear one song you google it you've got their thing you know that you know everything about them all their family members you're following them you've seen 65 interviews by the end of that day you're almost bored
2: There's no demand. Yeah. Yeah, There's no love. demand built it's like back what you were just talking about with the Beatles was just the demand was just just skyrocketing. You know what I mean? What like all, all that stuff you talked about afterwards, just it's like, yeah, yeah. everyone's fulfilled and on to the next thing and, and, and it, everything. It
1: touches back on what we were just talking a second ago, where it's like, oh shit, was that my phone? God damn oh, it. Oh,
0: son. Son uh, of a
1: it was it's so easy to put out music now. There's so much music out there. And yeah. back then there really wasn't that many, you know, albums coming out a year yeah. compared to now. So it was like, you know, you really dove in deep to the albums you had totally. you might only get 10 new albums a year that you like that you had so now you have 10 albums to listen to you listen to 10 albums in a week now like easily oh like, totally it's, it's so it's it's different it's and definitely a different time
2: do you guys find yourself pulling up Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you, and not thinking of anything to listen to ever oh yeah, yeah. Like, which blows my mind too I'm like how am I not thinking of anything yeah. There's every, and, and I start everything. listening to the same shit over and over and I'm like this reminds me of the TV when you're like yeah, fuck how is there nothing we'll to watch? I'll still do it even now oh, with I know. Netflix, like.
1: Yeah. Like, on the road, like you're, you're on tour and like you you get off the show or you get done with the show and you're, you're getting a little tired. You're trying to wind down. She's so like, cool. I'll like go lay in my bunk and like I'll look for something on Netflix. I'll just scroll for like an hour and then yeah. just go to bed yeah. and not watch
0: anything. Really? That's yeah. what it is now. My Lorna, my wife always makes fun of me. She's all you're going to scroll through Netflix and go to sleep. I never choose anything. I just scroll. I'm just going, seen it, tried it, almost watched it, don't want to see it. Nicolas Cage did another one. fucking yeah. Bruce Willis. All right, boom. And then I'm asleep.
2: <laughs> I've been, uh, I've been adding to, uh, Bezos is Monopoly of the World and Amazon Prime Video has just been crushing it lately. I'm on Amazon Prime now too. Because they've got all the classic albums uh, shows on, like, uh, you know, all the uh, Black Sabbath uh, Paranoid album um the in the air of the night album the, oh wow uh, i haven't Go even Collins. looked at the
0: music yeah i was thinking the videos. Oh, so no it's like, music
2: no no yeah yeah and they're like the equivalent of behind the music episodes from vh1 oh, but, wow. but they're called the, the series is called classic albums oh okay cool they do one on back to black they do one on um uh everything you could pretty oh, much that's think of. Uh, have to check that uh, def, def leppard hysteria um you know all, all the bangers. That's awesome. All yeah. the
0: bangers. There, dude, you just gave everybody listening so much shit to watch. Yeah. Because it's just like music. You just run out of ideas. Now that's a whole well, wormhole to and, go down. And there.
2: that's a crazy. There's like 25 episodes oh, of, of 25, like where the, uh, what, what's the Elton John, where the uh, brick road ends or the uh, one with all the. whatever's best one is. Yeah.
0: You don't even have to like, like the band either. Those, like behind the music, I'd watch it on whoever. I. Every episode was always
2: great, even if I didn't know the band, I'd be like, "Yeah, one word, Meatloaf. That episode's great oh. on Bad Out of Hell' too. Dude's got it's, one
0: song. It's all ama- right?
2: it's amazing. It
0: was, yeah. Oh no, that was Crash Test. Was yeah, that... Meatloaf is two out of three, ain't bad. That's Crash Test. Crash crash test. Yeah. yeah. What a song I would love that was. Dude, once there was this girl. Yeah, the face. <laughs> and then Oh,
2: and oh wait, actually, no, they, he's had it because he's also had um, uh, I would do. Anything for love, but I won't do that. That was meatloaf. that's meatloaf. That's, that's meatloaf. meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, meatloaf. yeah, yeah. That's
0: his band. That's the only song
2: I, I. Well, no, there's two out of three ain't bad. That's a different song, right? Oh, no, he's that's got...
1: crash test
2: is two out of three ain't bad.
0: No. Oh, you're talking. Oh, yes. The song you're talking about is literally named. Mm. Mm. It's like five
1: m, and that's crash test dummies.
0: And I've got a funny thing about that exact band. So same exact time, this is mid '80s. There's a band called Crash Test Dummies. Lowest voice ever, mm. the dude. Sings like this. It's fake. It's as low as humanly possible. Same time on the radio. She drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Fine young. Highest
2: possible voice. The the finest and youngest of cannibals.
0: Absolutely. The fine young cannibals and the crash test dummies existed on this earth at the same time. Farthest spectrum of low to high vocals in human history. Look it up, millennials.
2: That's amazing. (laughs) And what a crash test dummies. That's a pretty pretty trippy name. I always have this question of uh, it's kind of a question that you can ponder for the rest of your life. And would the name of the band be cool if even if the band wasn't cool? Like Metallica, I think even if they would have never gotten out of the garage, that still would be a sick name. It's just a good. You'd name. be like, fuck, that's a rad name. Yeah. The Beatles? I don't think so. If they never no. got out of the garage, yeah. Would you be like the Beatles? That's a cool name, dude.
1: Well, can it's- we can we touch on this for a second? The Dirty Heads.
2: Uh, I don't even want to start on our name, but anyway. <laughs> Let's wow, I don't know. I like your guys' name. Per, <laughs> well, like uh, on, like your uh, name? honest opinion. Okay, well sick. At least we're doing something, right? Dude, right? Oh my god, your
0: Dude, name. when so... you step back, in,
2: I've never done that. I've never stepped back from the dirty heads and and was like, yeah, you just look at a band's name Whoa. by by itself without the music yeah. attached, yeah. and like I always think of I always think of the Beatles because I'm I imagine they're It's hard to detach from the Beatles because yeah. they've written the greatest music, mm-hmm. arguably that's yes. ever been written so pop music at least for sure um so it's hard to detach yourself from that but i yeah i don't know you know why they
0: name themselves the beatles and this is probably a lot of where this they they wanted they were in they were in europe they wanted to sound like all the rad american bands that they like and i and oh. the monkeys the animals the being so Oh, there's somebody so yeah. somebody's they name the themselves door? like the yeah. beatles someone's knocking on the door right well who
1: is this come on in oh dude we thought you might be hungry you saw it oh what's oh. this what is it? Oh, we have pizza!
2: Look at that okay, go! Come oh. on in, sir.
1: Come on in, sir. Why don't come you open up. that yes. that up and let's show him what type of pizza oh, we got him? No, you could probably guess.
2: You could oh. probably guess. So does son. that have pineapple on
1: it? Oh, it oh. does. We'll oh. oh. so <laughs> <just laughs> take it right. We'll <laughs> set it. We'll take.
2: I'll take
0: it.
1: We got him some Hawaiian pizza from Here. a local Hawaiian restaurant, Domino's.
2: Oh, uh, oh. Domino's. Wow! uh, Thank you, thank you, sir. I think I think he cooked that himself too. Yeah, yeah, he cooked himself. Yeah, I think he cooked that himself. I
1: think he literally just surfed all the way here from Hawaii with that pizza. Yeah, he he
2: he paddled his canoe over from Hawaii with that pizza, and it baked in the sun on the way over here, you know, and then got (laughs) salted by the sea salt, fresh on top of that Canadian. Bacon, ham.
1: So, if you ever get Hawaiian pizza, just know there's a literally a restaurant in the middle of the ocean where true Hawaiians they surf all the way to your house with yeah. the pizza, and it cooks on the way there.
2: Let, let's let's have a uh, another. Sorry to keep going off subject, but have you noticed how the shaka has become the new reggae colors? Oh my god, totally. Thank you. It's okay. like it's like taking over the peace <laughs> sign. Yes. Thank you, and it I'm not gonna lie, it kind of uh, bugs dude. me. It's a, oh, dude! Oh, you, you look everything. out
1: in the crowd, and everyone's just ah! yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, cause, well, well, in the, in like when I was growing up, going to high school and stuff, you know, we'd always kind of like. I don't know, for lack of a better term, like make fun of people. That their shakas were kind of like, "Oh, how tight's that guy's shaka?" Like, like what's going? On? Or you know what I mean? They just world so, smallest. And now, but that's what I. You were off the mic for a second. I was like, "How shaka has become the new reggae colors?" Like when No Doubt and Gwen Stefani blew up real big, and she was wearing the reggae colors. That yep. became so mainstream culture, and now we got the shaka.
0: The shaka. Dude, it's, <laughs> the, it's the. It was. It was a mohawk. In the 80s for punk rock, then it was reggae colors, thanks, no doubt. And now it's the Shaka, dude, we stole it. Can you, can Can you you say thanks, Pepper, for that?
2: I don't, I hope, Shoot, I hope can
0: not. We <laughs> <laughs> can we say shoes? Can we say shoes? And yeah. you know what? In the MMA community, too, every fighter, no matter where they're from, when they pose, somehow, oh, yeah. it's just natural. Yeah, the gloves, so like, maybe it's like, that's maybe a BJ Pen fucking, like, and Well, well know, BJ can do it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Same well, high school well, or you no? Guys,
2: uh, no, no, other side of the island. Other BJ's side? from Hilo. He's, oh, all, he's, he's a little a bit older, older than yeah. us, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you guys know the story about the Shaka, right? It was from the um, back in the day on the East Coast or the East side of Oahu in uh, like Kailua, I believe fisherman got his fucking three middle fingers bit off by a shark so he's trying to wave like about mm-hmm. 100 years ago or whenever it was yeah so he's waving and that's why so that's why i always uh i, I think a true shaka personally is the palm out palm out yeah because that was yeah that was Not mostly this, the was. the folklore of Hawaii of where it came from so you guys yeah. don't so like when, this thing
0: when you got th- when you're doing that yeah. one hey
2: actually but to d- disclaimer as long as it's making people happy i'm all about whatever's making people happy that's true dude, this, this is just me just just you, and know, you know what man I'm, I'm just riffing man I'm, I'm just riffing the,
0: you know what that's what <laughs> making fun of each other it's is it's what makes yeah, us laugh it. and so dude yeah I'm it, the, uh, yeah. We got to make fun of each other yeah. for everything that we do. Don't take yourself mean too
2: seriously. To you know? steal no.
1: your, your, your guys' thing and to say I'm sorry, I got you a chocolate covered macadamia nut. <laughs> nice, man. just treats, and, dude. Yeah.
2: You know, <laughs> I just a, enjoy that. To, to everyone out there in podcast land, you cannot feel better than you do on feeling good with Daddy. Yeah, I'm telling yeah. you. So I mean, <laughs> you're thank the, you, so wine host. Who, so you so are the be, you're the best wine <laughs> host ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just nothing oh, but Mahalo dude. vibes. <laughs> you yeah. know what? On you this
0: know. show,
1: yeah. I've been to Hawaii, you know, a handful of times, so I'd like to think that I'm, I'm Ohana. Yeah,
2: you know, H- and, absolutely. And
1: on that note, you know, every show, we want to touch on a little something that makes us feel good. Yeah. So, you know what makes me feel good? Ohana.
2: What's the Ohana mean again, you start? Ohana, technically, it means family, but that's going to go beyond blood when, uh, we talk about Ohana in Hawaii, you know what I mean? Your Ohana is, is, is your, your circle of influence. Um, everyone that you, uh, basically choose to surround yourself with, you know what I mean? And it's, it's your, your brothers are, aren't just your blood brothers. They're the, the people you grew up with, the people that, that you're for through thick and thin, that they're there for you through thick and thin. Um, and yeah, you know what I mean? It's just the, uh, the, spiritual circumference, I guess. Uh,
1: yeah. I think, you know, when you say the word family, you know, most people think of their immediate family. And that's cool because this they fall into this as well. But, you know, family, it really means, you know, at least to us, I think that we're on the same page a lot more than that. Like he said, just the people you surround yourself with, people that you grow with, the people that you, you make, you know, people that you're going to be around your entire life. I mean, I know there's people that I've hung out with In the last 20 years, probably more than I've hung out with than my immediate family, just because as you get older, you get busy, your your paths go in different directions. And next thing you know, you've got these core group of who were friends who are now pretty much your family. Yeah. And we've been lucky enough to where that our core friends then became our band members, which is now our business and our family. And we kind of get to, like, share this just awesome journey together. And on that journey, we've gotten to meet amazing, you know, bands like you guys, tour with you guys, become friends to where I now think Ohana.
2: Yeah. You know? No, totally.
1: And it's just very, very cool. So when you're thinking of that, um, surround yourself with, like, good, positive people. People who you think, like, man, I'm probably going to, you know, be around these people for hopefully the rest of my life you you know try and choose some good positive people that not just make you happy at that moment or or people that you can have a good time with at that moment but someone you can see like wow we have a good time but he's also got you know a positive path ahead of him and and i i, just, I like the decisions they make and think about that because you're really going to be around these people for a long time and it's going to be kind of a reflection on yourself as well so when you when you know when you're choosing your good friends and your life fucking partners and people you're starting businesses with or relationships with or whatever it is choose some good, positive people.
2: Totally. I think people that can challenge you in an inspirational way, you know what I mean? Totally. That, that, because that, that, that seems like the best way to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, which is in turn a way that you're going to grow, you know, a hundred percent. You become who you surround yourself with. That's
0: just absolutely true. You know? E- yeah. So it's if,
2: impossible not to.
0: Yeah. If you're hanging out, you know, If you're an artist, you want to surround yourself with artists or people that are going to inspire you in that field, whatever you're into. Obviously, you have your family members. You don't get to choose everyone. So you just try to be the best you and and pick up family members if they need it or friends along the way that are downtrodden. It's okay to be there for people and help them up. But in the end, yeah, you want to surround yourself with good people. You're going to act like the people you hang out with. You're going to hang out in the places they hang out with. So surround yourself with lovely people, and you, too, will be lovely.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's like touching on that. I mean, that's why I was saying it's like your spiritual circumference is your ohana, and that could be bad people if you choose that to be. Uh-huh. And that's going to equate to nothing but bad things, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, totally. You're hanging out with all you're, car you're, you're, thieves. You're, you're, you're going to yeah, steal some cars. Yeah, you you, know? I mean, you guys hit it on the nose. That's It's, it's nearly impossible to not become the uh the average of all your the people that you hang out yeah. with, you know.
1: Yeah. And if you surround yourself with good people, you got a nice solid ohana around you. Yeah. You're probably gonna feel good, right? I Jake? would imagine
0: so, Duddy. Oh, yes. Oh,
1: you're gonna feel so good. And you know what? On Segway this show, captain <laughs> dude. On this show, feeling good with Duddy, we've got a couple sponsors. And they're things that make us feel good. And we align ourselves with positive sponsors, Daddy, we do. Making and, us positive and yes. feel good. Yes. And one thing I like to do with my Ohana is drink whiskey. (laughs) And our first sponsor of the day is a sponsor that has been with us since the beginning. Proper 12. Where's Proper 12 from? It's an uh, Irish whiskey, but I believe that they, it's an Irish whiskey. I want to say it's distilled in... I don't even know, I should have learned this.
2: I do know it's delicious. So, because there's the uh, difference between it it being a bourbon and a a bourbon's got to be from America, right?
0: I'm not the guy. Yes, yes, you are correct.
2: Yeah, I'm just throwing this shit out there too. This might just be stuff that I've heard along the way, you know. But, and then. Oh, yeah,
0: because you hear Kentucky bourbon. So I think. Exactly. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right.
2: Uh, And then that's kind of going to be. I would guess a rootsier, more legit version of Jameson Proper Twelve is what it's looking like. Oh,
0: distilled, aged, and bottled in Ireland. Yeah. Boom, bang, there you this go. This is like yeah, yeah. Conor McGregor's brand. Yeah. You
2: know what I recently found out is how low calorie Guinness beer is. Yeah, it's one of the lower fucking, calorie beers. It's like oh, it's like Coors Light. It's, it's one like a like hundred calorie beers. Like 120 calories of a fucking can. A lot of people would not think so. No.
0: The thickest, frothiest yes. one.
2: we just did an, another thing. Uh, yeah, let's get a couple of shots of
1: this proper 12. Well, yeah. on that note, one more second. Proper 12, if you haven't tried this, go pick yourself up a bottle. It's really good. And as I did that, did you see that I did the, the reggae colors? Yeah. I, I did the, <laughs> I said, shit.
2: That, that now means reggae colors reggae in sign colors. language. The shaka. Proper 12. red, yellow, green.
1: Pick it up. It's delicious. Get a bottle. Have some friends over. Take some shots. And if you take a picture of yourself taking shots with your friends with the proper 12 bottle and you tag feeling good with Duddy in it, I'll send you something. I won't tell you what it is, but I'll send you something. And you saw it. it will send f- you
2: some air. And it's going to feel good whatever you send them. I, guarantee, I guarantee that. It is indeed. We're going to try some uh, Koi hemp-derived to- yeah. CBD.
0: CBD hitters. Proper
1: 12.
2: Well. Hey
0: Cheers.
1: Also on this show, we have another sponsor. I got I, I, Koi CBD. It's an amazing product. I use it every morning. I use this dropper every morning. Not only because I feel.
2: Is that full spectrum?
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like this, Uh, it doesn't only just take the edge off my day. Mm-hmm. It really can help you with any sort of pains you have, uh, inflammation. It's great for. It's you yeah. know if you're someone who takes a lot of like you know pain pills over the over the counter pain meds, give CBD a try. I think it's going to help you with uh, whatever ails you, and it's a lot healthier for you, and it's delicious. I'm going to take some right now.
2: A little uh, uh, tidbit about CBD. We did a couple tours ago. Did a VIP package with some CBD pens, and we had a number of fans hit us up that had Crohn's disease. And they said how much it helped their Crohn's because with the inflammation, I guess Crohn's g- a stomach is, deal. Yeah, it's like a or a um, it might be an intestinal thing or something. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's just so there, it's just a, a statement for how amazing CBD is for a number, a number of things.
0: You, you won't you rarely hear anyone not stoked on CBD. I, yeah, well, it's non-psychoactive. It's like it, so, it's...
2: I mean, the main thing you hear about marijuana is people freaking out and panicking because they get so high. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're not getting that and there's yeah.
1: You're just feeling comfortable. I I love Koi so much. I made them a song. Koi CBD, I love your drops. They taste better than tater tots. They even help me with my brain. I even think they help my pain. Koi CBD, I love your drops. They feel better than brand new socks. Koi CBD, thanks (laughs) a lot. Because if you go to their website right now and you put in code B, 20% off.
0: I just watched every chair <sighs> on The Voice turn around. <sighs> Everyone's interested in you.
1: Yeah. KoiCBD.com. You use code Dutty B, 20% off. Or I think it's just code Duddy.
0: Try them both. Yep. Okay, One sorry. of them, you're not going to save anything, but give them both a good old go. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. got to figure out if it's Duddy or DuddyB. I think it's Duddy. I think it's 10 just Duddy. Code Duddy,
1: you put it in, you're going to feel better, and you're going to feel even way better because it'll be cheaper, 20% cheaper. And twenty percent better. That being said, another sponsor that we have that I love and use every single day: Sticky Vapes. Because I am a busy smoker, dude, and I love to have these in my pocket. Sticky Vapes. Check it out. Uh, great company, great people. I use
0: it all the time. Jake, where do you use it? I hotbox porta potties with it.
2: You look like that type of I'm
0: exactly that man.
2: Yeah, that's. Such a Jake thing to do. It's
0: a big me thing. I've <laughs> I kick the door open and reveal myself after I have had fucking people at up. shows
1: like, hey daddy, you wanna go. I got a joint. You wanna go in the porta party and smoke? First off, it's a joint. Yeah. We can smoke it right fucking here. Nobody cares. Daddy and goes, why
0: first off, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's people, a creepy
0: offer. That's a creepy offer, dude. No, I don't. No, I don't want to do that. Joints you, are yeah. super lippy dude and you guys out there I don't always want to put my lips on random people that I don't met's don't knows lips oh, that's especially at a port-a-potty. the vape pen thing now like the that everyone's got one of these vape like
1: the the sticky vape or something in their pocket hey man i'm stoked that you have one i don't need to hit your vape pen if you're a complete stranger and that's the thing like like in meet and greets and everything people walk up daddy hit my pen like "Uh, that's not only been in your pocket all day it's also been in your mouth for many days like i don't don't see you walking around with you know disinfectant wipes so we good yeah i'd rather eat whatever's in your pocket so at this point because guess what i also have one in my pocket
0: just saying yeah (laughs) but i appreciate the offer i appreciate
1: the offer i really like it now
0: feeling good yeah we keep it wildly positive for the first half, and then it's a yeah. shit fest on the way out, dude. <laughs> I was going to save
1: this one for later, but let's just knock it out now. I got one more uh, sponsor on it. What is uh, that
2: stuff? I've so, see, I see that a lot.
1: This stuff is great. This product of theirs is amazing. It's like a natural melatonin spray. Okay. And you should take, actually, when you leave, take this with you. It's awesome uh, for, you know, you get off stage at like midnight. Yeah. And you're just like kind of wound up. Adrenaline and adrenaline's pumping. Adrenaline's pumping. You've just been listening to loud ass music, and. Uh, Oh, Jacob. Yeah. So, and it's hard to go to bed sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you've got a busy day the next day. Dude, take a couple of those sprays. you're gonna sleep like a baby. It's awesome. So
2: they make a bunch of uh, supplements, though, right? They do. Yeah. Melatonin and a whole bunch. They do.
1: I also actually have. Oh, I have one in there. Uh, So they have this like instant powder that's like great for like memory and just brain activity. Gotcha. In focus, which is amazing. You just pour it in some water and boom. And it actually tastes really good. Um, But I also have these uh, these packets, these Total Human packets, and it's like it comes with two packets, and one's your daytime supplement, one's your nighttime supplement. And it gives you like a 30 day of each one. And I've been taking them now for like two weeks and it's great, man. I love it. Nice. It that feels amazing. So on it, and that's two ends. O-N-N-I-T on dot com. Check it out. Get on it. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, your new single that you guys, uh, just did uh, a yeah. brand new day with Dave yeah. and Jungle Josh. Yeah.
2: yeah. It started with the, uh, Boognish tattoo that, uh, Dave gave me yep. when we were on tour yep. on the summer of 2014 and unconsciously now led to him producing a song, uh, two songs actually. Oh, he did uh, two? Yeah. There's another one too.
1: Nice. I, I thought he just did the one.
2: Yeah. No, no. There's, there's dose on there, but, um, uh, so, yeah, no, we're psyched, man. It's kind of that's the, 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 the record that's coming out on June 28th. It's called Local Motion, and it's not just a clever name. We literally, like, pulled a bunch of the, for lack of a better term, the Local Motion in uh, our kind of little reggae rock genre we have going on here to produce the thing for us. So Dave being one of them and Jungle Josh, uh, one of the team's um stick figure was another one of the teams that did a couple songs on there uh, uh our buddy named henry fong who's a, a edm dj produced a song um uh, him and his buddy jinko actually they did the one song together um uh then kaleo with uh, uh our friend ronnie king that's done a ton of uh, keyboard on a bunch of our old records yeah. and whatnot um, they did a couple songs. Uh, Noah Cronin, who did all the Landon McNamara stuff, the okay. two Landon McNamara records. He's kind of a young kid just up, and he's the, his biggest things he's done so far is the Landon McNamara stuff. Um, but just has such a rad, fresh take on 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 kind of, I don't know, I guess, like uh, contemporary Hawaiian reggae, I guess you no, could say. Yeah. And he's got a, a studio called C Major 7 that's uh, in Oahu. So um yeah that's kind of what it uh uh consists of the uh production teams of of the whole record and that's dope when's yeah. that drop uh june 28th
1: Nice. Hey, so that's coming up
2: yeah Whew. yeah we got two so two singles are out so far and then we have i think it was one.
1: was brand new day and what was it warning
2: yeah warning yeah, yeah, yeah warning with, was first yeah, one with super the, dope with stick figure on it and then um yeah then that one just came out the brand new day just came out on friday um got a couple videos for them both and uh yeah, we're psyched. It's uh, this is a uh, uh, you probably know. Sometimes you release a record and you're like, oh sick, okay it's coming out. Okay, it came out. Okay, shit, I wish we would have done this and that. Like oh, this, yeah. this one, we really have like all guns are blazing. All nice. we're firing on all pistons. Um, we brought in someone to work the record label side that we actually poached from another record label so we're like beautiful yes, yeah, so we're like full record label guys like po- poaching people and that's shit. coming out yeah. Of law yeah i take it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so though so the, that that whole uh um if you lift up the hood of law records right now the engine is running very smoothly and nicely oh, here and yeah well just because those things you run especially with the double-edged sword of technology these days is, yes, it's so easy to get music out there, but to to correctly and strategically get it out there, there's so much more T's to cross and I's to dot. It's fucking insane. Like, making sure all your back end's good with all your Facebooks oh, yeah. and all your, like— it's, Well, it's
1: crazy. There's, like, a whole other side, dude. you got to think of the socials, which is, like, a humongous side of it now. And then not huge. just, like, okay, well, are we going to try for radio— well, now you also think, okay. Well, are we going to try for radio? But then also, what are we pushing towards? Streamings? Yeah, it's different, you know. because yeah. certain songs might work way better streaming, and certain songs will work way better for radio. And like,
2: hundred percent, so
1: much more to think about.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah, so that's uh, uh um. So on that end, that everything's lined up pretty straight. We're really excited. We got the tour around it. That uh, just uh, um, finished the first leg with Iration, Fortunate Youth, and Catastro. Um, and uh, and yeah. Yeah, we're psyched. We're we're on. I, I was talking to people on tour, and and because we're on one of those, we're on a good one right now, where we've just been like really crushing shows lately, and like feeling like real good. Where we're connecting on that subconscious level, where you know a band does sometimes, where you just after being a band for twenty years, you know you go through peaks and valleys, and like, oh, big time, yeah. And we're just like, I, you know, everyone's just happy. Everyone's really excited. Everyone's just so just just. Feeling it right now, so yeah, we're connecting on a subconscious level right now, and that's and, good. and just having, you know what it is, we're having a fucking blast. Well, man, and that's it, all, and that's all so really bad. comes down to is we're having so much fun right now. So
1: you guys have been doing it for so long. I mean, you literally have been doing it longer than the Dirty Eds because when you were playing that show with Surrounds, like we talked about earlier, like Dirty Eds weren't a band yet. Uh, we would go up with Surround Sun and play yep. like two songs, oh. and I don't even think we had. A they name were yet. a thing. I don't even but think they we weren't... were called the Dirty Heads. We okay. had a, a, the the first song we ever played with them. The song was called Dirty Heads. Was John John with you guys? He was with them. John John was in our
0: band. Holy shit, yeah, dude! Yeah. This I is I didn't all know that. Fun. It's so crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I did. I'm sure at one yeah. point, but that's. Well, it was all escaped of, me.
0: By the time we met you guys, they were. Becoming a thing, so it, our band, you know, was HB surround sound. It was my band. We were like a punk rock reggae ska. Who knows what we were, you know? But John John was in our band, and he was playing percussions, and he uh-huh. had a couple cymbals he would hit. And uh, the Dirty Heads, you know, Duddy and Jared had two songs. They had a song called "Give Me the microphone, and yep. a song called "Dirty Heads." And we just knew that they were good, you know. Right when we heard them, we're like, "Oh, that's unique!" Like what yeah. we're doing is cool, but we're just doing this. Like what they did was unique. Totally. Everyone knew we're like, "Oh, that sounds different than everyone." So we would just bring them up to play those two songs at our shows, and the and the song uh, the show that we played with Pepper in 1999, the Dirty Heads came up and did their two songs at that show. So shortly after that, they became a band called themselves the Dirty Heads, and they maybe had five songs now, and they needed they had nothing. It was just my brother's acoustic guitar, him and Jared singing. Yeah. So John, John rather than sitting around not having much to do when we played punk songs, we're yeah. like, why don't you just go with my brother and be the percussionist? So John was like their drummer. He's all we had. It was yeah. all they had. So now at least they had Duddy on guitar, a percussionist of some sort, and John plays the damn bongos and djembes and everything like it's a drum set. So yeah. it's it had this unique, cool sound. And from there they picked up other instruments.
2: And well, because that was when that, crazy. that incarnation with uh, – you, Jared, and uh, John, John was when we first linked up in at SWAT, yeah. in San Felipe, right? Yep, it was the three of you. That's right. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, that trip was insane.
2: Yeah, I possibly thought I wasn't going to come back from it at one point. What year? We this? barely made it. Two thousand two, two thousand three. Yeah. So I think we've maybe like got our first little like we'd done Warp Tour once. And maybe like Kona Town got its first little oh, a couple of people like this album, like like oh, right right on little bump or people, whatever you want to call it. Yeah,
0: you guys kind of when you landed here, there was some buzz. Yeah, you know? I I think was, it was, yeah. there was a, there was yeah. a nice buzz. Yeah, there
2: yeah, there, which was funny because. People used to hate us so bad about ripping off Sublime back then because when we first moved here and there, there would be like mes- message boards when, when uh, um, websites first came out, message boards were a big thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh,
1: I remember message boards. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and people would just rip us a new like fucking asshole like, every day because you guys are such fucking ripoffs like this and that, like this and that, like whatever. like. And I think it was... I don't know if it was both the boys' voice or if it was more like Kaleo's, like, oh, you guys are so disrespectful trying to sound just like Bradley, this and that. And then it's funny because you fast forward and try, we're the biggest Sublime fans there is. And like, we're coming at a point where we're like, what? No, No. we respect, like, this is out of respect. Yeah, those guys are, (laughs) those guys are heroes. And then, but it's funny, now you you flash forward to nowadays and it's like, people want that, I think. People want bands to sound like, and I I remember when I first got into Sublime, I was looking for any, when I figured out that they were kind of, playing reggae because i didn't figure it out for a while because mm-hmm. i heard the um descendants cover on a surf video yep on momentum on, on, on momentum too momentum too yeah, yeah on uh i heard hope and i thought yep. they were like pennywise and no effects and all the, the those bands so I, I was like oh sick another like of these sick punk bands then i heard don't push and i was, got so confused i was like what the and then i spent the next like <sighs> number of months searching for Forty ounces of freedom because in yeah. Kona I couldn't fucking find it. Even flew to Oahu to Jellies. Oh wow! That was the uh, that was the sick comic and uh, CD store CD and tapes at that time. Yeah, and my mom uh, took me over there. Yeah, yeah. Let me find Sublime. Found Robin the Hood. And oh, bought yeah. it, but it was kind of a shocker because I started listening to it. And I was well, like, what is, more of what, weird, "What is this? What is this crack music?" Like, because uh, I didn't dig to the to the Easter eggs yet in it, like yeah. the greatest oh, hits yeah. and like oh, yeah. like all those Saw Red and all those songs. I just listened to like the kind of like four track like. Uh, like Man. speed meth music for lack of better term. And then you, yeah. hear, you hear
0: like a, what, there's like a hobo yelling at someone for five minutes oh, like, yeah. on that album. It's yeah. Back out. Yeah. Back yeah. Back yeah. Out. Like what yeah. the
2: fuck? But totally. Lali. But, but Lali. But I think my point was once I figured I was reggae, I was looking for any little, I remember Real Big Fish had a couple songs that weren't ska and were actually kind of like slower tempo to like, I was digging for like anything like that. And it seems like the world, Works in cycles. It seems like we're back to that cycle now. Where k- yep. kids are just there's a lot more of it now. Obviously, because there's yeah. a whole scene, a reggae rock scene now, which wasn't. It was more just part of the alternative scene then. Um. Yeah, the kids are just digging for it. It and was a funky it.
0: thing, right? When all of those bands, because our band was doing like kind of reggae, and it was almost like if you threw a reggae skank in at all, yeah. everyone just said want to be Sublime. Totally, I oh. swear to God, totally. Because our band got the same shit. Like, wha- ha- dude, most totally. of our music was punk. We had like. A three reggae songs and a bunch of punk and metal and but it was we played one reggae it was like wanna be sublime assholes yeah. yeah and fair enough you know yeah and I mean, whatever to
1: this day it's fun because it like you said if you throw a skank in. Oh, they kind of sound like Sublime. Yeah, they kind of sound yeah. like Sublime. If, if yeah. you
0: go distorted at, at ever at one point, yeah. if you're distortion, and then if there's ev- ever a skank, you yeah. are a Sublime yeah. band. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. We, totally. we thought we were. The Clash. That's what we wanted to be. We loved Sublime too, but you know, we yeah. were like, yeah, we'll be like the Clash, and then it was like, no, Sublime wannabes. Yeah, which we is, is kind so of were fun, too. Fun, which is whatever. a crazy
2: statement for what a what oh, a what Jesus. an empire. A
0: lighter. Yeah. A lighter. A lighter. Um, a lighter maker. Yeah, but you know what? It was almost like, cool, we kind of sound like Sublime. Thank you.
2: Yeah. What? Whatever. That's better
0: than whatever we think we sound Seriously, like. Seriously, What do you got, Mark? What do you got? Listener questions? Mark, dude, just shine. Nice. Yeah,
1: let's do some listener questions. I'm interested
2: in this because, Daddy, you were saying there was actually a couple good ones. There was a couple good so, ones. You know
1: what? We're going to be super professional. And yeah, I'm just going to pull I'm it up cur- on my phone I'm, like I'm,
2: a total pro. I'm very curious. Have you guys seen Cobra Kai by the way? Oh on YouTube? shit! I haven't seen season two yet, but season one was a straight. I, I was have just not amazing. Insane. Oh, you got to watch it, Duddy. You'll love it.
0: It'll make you rethink the entire early days. Yeah, thank
2: you. I you no, know, yeah. I'm only two episodes into the second season though, so the yeah, they uh, flip they flip that whole deal on its head. You're just, all you want is for Johnny to succeed, dude. When, it, when they like, do the when they do the montage and flip it about like Daniel Larusso being the bad guy, you're like, wait. Holy shit! You started green. You're right. Fuck, like, fuck Danny he, he, so. he pushed you at the beach <laughs> yeah. and tried to get your girlfriend. Of course, you have to
0: fight. Like, Came yeah. from out of town. Oh, like,
2: from Fresno.
0: Dumped water over <laughs> he, the over the thing at you when you're smoking a joint at Halloween. Oh, all right, we got some you listener did questions. Up. Okay, I was trying to read them. On wow, my phone that on is here. that
2: is professional. We're looking at this on a flat screen. But those aren't people. all the
1: questions. I was going to read a different one. Dude, we'll pull, Duddy. Pull the ones you're into, bro. That's okay. Okay. What about this? We'll do. Okay. Oh, now they just took it down. Okay. Here we go. How about this one, uh, Rebecca and the Arcades? I would love to hear you describe your creative process while writing a song.
2: Um. Let's see. I actually, I mean, okay. The normal one would be on our past albums. Would be usually Brett and Clay will come up with an idea, and then we'll all sit in a room together and we'll hash it out. And that's 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 the the kind of overall. Umbrella way that Pepper writes music. You know what I mean. Yeah. Occasionally, like uh, a song like "Blackout," uh, which is a punk rock tune on um uh, on our Pink Crustaceans album, that was just like me in my bedroom with my acoustic guitar. I came up with this little like punk rock riff, showed it to the boys, and they were actually like, "Oh, what? Oh, we should jam so- that, Actually, that's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> sick." You know what I mean? So it's like usually it's going to start with a, a guitar riff from the guitar, and rarely will it start with a vocal melody. And then kind of go from there. But to uh, talk about our new album, Locomotion, it was almost like we stopped at the idea part where we came up with an idea of of a song and then we sent it to the different camps. For We sent it to Dave and Jungle Josh, sent it to Stick Figure Boys oh, nice. and then got their take on it because what we wanted was their we really wanted to run it through their filter. Because you take a song like Warning, and there's no way in hell we would have came out of the studio with a, that reggae heavy of a song. Yeah. You know, there's just no way. And that was
1: with Scott from yeah. the Stick figure, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. And that's
2: because we did, like I said, uh, to answer your question, inst- after that initial idea of the uh, song coming up, yeah, let me try that. Um, after that initial idea of the song coming up, we passed it on to whoever the production crew was to get their take on oh, it. Oh, that's very cool. And then they got it back to us, and maybe a couple little things but we were already so far out of our comfort zone that we were getting a way different product which is exactly what we wanted it to do yeah um so uh and then after that it got brought back to us where we did that hashing out i was talking about which would normally happen right after a guitar riff or a vocal idea and then turn it into a pepper song yeah so yeah they so almost it was, that's cool. it was like it was like that's bringing cool. like a fourth member into the band i guess you could say
0: but they and they start on an on an acoustic guitar probably like moha.
2: Huh? 100% yeah
0: that's what it's so that's yeah. what it always almost is. That's the easiest way. Like some people play piano and there are people now who get on, on a thing like a garage band and start building a song. But yeah, man, for the most part, it's an acoustic guitar. You come up with something catchy and you realize it and then build from there. Yeah. And you guys do it together. Yeah. Someone comes up with a riff and then it's, Hey boys, everyone piles on.
2: Totally. Cause I think there's the three, I mean, there could be the three real aspects of, of a song and it's like the initial chord progression. And then there's uh, the groove of the song which can totally take it and can make it a totally different song from one uh from a to b it could be a totally different song from groove rise and then there's the yeah. then there's the melody of the thing too. you know no. so it's like those those three pillars um i think maybe we're almost pretty much finished by the time it got back to us the second time yeah. which which was great and we and we didn't want to get get it back and be like oh actually no and come out with something that we would have done by us three going into the studio anyway. So no, yeah. that's
1: cool. You know, that's a really cool take on it because I don't know if we've ever done that. Like obviously we've worked with lots of different producers and writers. Yeah. But when we've yeah, worked us, with the us producer. Too, but
2: never to this, never to this, like here's our baby. Raise it for a little bit and give yeah, it back. And that's we want to cool see how it takes take on up.
1: it to like actually make a start and then just send it to a
2: producer and be like, yo, do yeah. your thing without us in the room. No, literally a couple of them were just fucking scratch vocals. And then they just like, made something around it. Yeah. Like oh, that's fucking really I thought cool. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I would fuck I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure Brett sent I don't know if it was Scott or someone, literally a scratch vocal track that might have even been from his phone or something. Oh, yeah. And that's where it started. That's and really then cool. we got it back with like say a groove and maybe a, a chord structure or something. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, and then it go get, from there. Yeah, exactly. And then and then that's it was cool because we have our own studio up in the South Bay in Redondo Beach, which is Pennywise's old place. It was called Stall Number Two back then. It's called, a, called a Town Recording now. Nice. Um, so. We're able to go in there and just do whatever I want, Brett, whatever we want as far as be free with time and whatnot. And Brett and Claire have their studios at home. So, I mean, you know, as a vocalist, I'm sure yeah. doing vocals at home can be such a comfortable, rad oh, thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah so with, with with all that, that's kind of, you know, after all those tightening up the loose ends. Um, yeah, we were pretty much uh, where we're at now with the record ready to go. That's super cool. Yeah. Good good question, Rebecca
1: and the Arcades. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Rebecca.
1: Uh, heady Hippie 710, is there going to be any more pepper strains available? Hawaiian pepper, was yeah. in fuego.
2: Yeah, no, speaking of, yeah, the Hawaiian pepper was by a um, company called Johnetics up in the Bay Area, and it was uh, pure sativa as well. Oh. Uh, all that, all that, because all, all the, like back in the day... Um, like in high school and whatnot, we had some friends that were solid green thumbs and, and, you know, they would just be growing all kind of crazy cross strains of guava this guava, all this. But at the end of the day, they all had that piney sativa smell, yeah, which was just that heavy, heavy, sativa. you know, yeah. you know, when you totally. smell it. So we ran into, uh, genetics and they kind of had, uh, the pretty much like to the T that strain that we grew up smelling, which turned out to be, which the Hawaiian pepper is, is, a um, uh, Golden State Haze, Lemon Haze, and I think just like another, like a Golden Haze or something. It's three, okay. it's three that are together, all pure sativas. Um, and that kind of just uh, will grow at a real limited kind of supply here and there. And occasionally we'll make some pens with them through shatter tanks, just some live resin pens and whatnot. But we're just in talks with a new farm because we want to do something that is... That people can get basically, yeah, you know, because like with the uh, the wine pepper, it's like once in a while it comes around, And, yeah. and if you're it's in a the, treat, yeah, if you're in the Bay Area, you can get it because they'll their delivery system will deliver it yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, we're we're talking to some uh, farm right now about getting some that, that is kind of a, um, a mainstay, I guess you could yeah. say.
1: Yeah, no, that's cool.
2: Yeah, man, when I smoke a lot, I get hungry. Do you get hungry? Are you hungry
1: right now? I got something for you.
2: Oh God, <laughs> dude! I know that you guys. Love it smelled. It smelled like sweet bread was baking I got in here. Hawaiian rolls, right? yeah, yeah. It was baking I was, behind the TV. Yeah, I was about to ask. Fresh, yeah. Fresh, uh, yeah. uh, that's like that's the new uh, Sony microwave TV. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. Thank you. <laughs> it, dude. Thank yeah, you.
1: you can have one now. You can take them home with you. I'm gonna make I'm sure you haven't had one since you've been ba- you know here from Hawaii. No, no, so no we no. had
2: them shipped because it was a long canoe ride over baked, here to yeah. get here. Yeah, so. of course, yeah. sweet man. Hey, much much love. That Damn. is uh, that is dinner and dessert right there. Oh, and you got the, and uh, the and Don't pizza. forget the Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, God, it's amazing.
1: It's dude. unreal. I'm feeling better know.
2: than good. I'm feeling better than good, guys.
1: Oh, now I get the question. Have you ever tried Hawaiian sweet, bread? Yes. Stuc- <laughs> should have read that yeah. earlier. Stakora. Stakora the dragon asks, do you love dragons? That's just, uh, that's, uh, everybody um... loves dragons. Let's be fucking honest. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I know. Especially the whole Game of Thrones thing and all that. You know what yeah. I mean? It was a tough
0: watch if you love dragons. A lot of them. Well, yeah. A lot of them true. It. Yeah. But
2: dragons are so hot right now.
0: They're very hot. Yeah. Yeah, Ben it's Affleck like has one it, on the It's
2: kind of like Hansel and Zoolander. You know, they're so hot. Right, he's so hot, he's right, so now. hot right now. It's like dragons. They're so hot. Oh, right Hansel. Now. Yeah. Uh,
1: let's do another one. Uh, odd underscore Rena with two eyes. I'm guessing
0: that's Audrina. She's yep. either really odd, and her name's Rena, or her name's Audrina.
2: Right.
1: Who are your biggest influences?
2: Um, let's see. I gotta say, it's so funny because I was talking to um uh the wifey about this the other night, and it is Like, at the risk of the sounding douchey, Lars has. probably had the biggest influence on me as a drummer doesn't sound douchey at all okay yeah the whole Napster thing people like to yeah, hate on Lars well, I'm not saying I think it sounds douchey people I'm just like saying, to hate
1: on you as we talked about earlier you want to be sublime yeah. people like yeah. to hate yeah, yeah. that's you're why right. they need especially the feel good with
2: daddy especially, God, especially with social media too. Yeah. Oh, to but nonetheless uh uh yeah Lars probably the biggest influence on me um my mm-hmm. mom took me to see uh uh the Injustice for All tour at the Blaisdell Arena in Oahu in 1989 it was uh uh probably like the main thing that wanted really got the engine running to want to play drums and whatnot um so yeah as far as a drummer um he is uh, uh, probably one of the biggest influences along with you know john bottom uh from led zeppelin of course Stuart copeland was uh kind of the one that really from the police kind of got me hip to um you can play reggae drums without playing reggae in a sense I don't know if that makes any sense, but like I, I it's
0: I, weird because the police the police are playing reggae, but it does you have to like think about it and go yeah, oh that's reggae yeah. sort of or
2: even just break it down to like the drum groove or something like like walking on the moon or something you know what I mean you're like that's a straight up reggae groove but yeah mm-hmm. but it's such a big pop song at the same time it kind of gets lost that gets lost because. Um, the well, place. they
1: threw their own style on it. Yeah, yes. and it's the police. The
2: Copeland, yeah. 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 Copeland's up. It's a difference
1: between, you know, like, and I would say that even kind of happens to us sometimes where it's like we get lumped in this, oh, you guys are a reggae band. And it's like,
0: mm. uh, yeah we're very There's influenced reggae in by reggae. Yeah. And I think
1: that's the same with police. It's like, I wouldn't say, oh, the police, that's a reggae band. No, would i be like, man, they're, they're heavily
0: influenced by reggae. Yes. Yeah. yeah totally. But I would never be like police, reggae band. Totally. And that's a nice spectrum too. Cause you got John, um, well you said, um, Lars, who's just like a heavy pocket guy, but he does have cool, weird timing things. And then you got Stuart Copeland, who's like a, Tingy tangy, more light handed drummer, but it's like, I don't know. He's using a lot of weird, symbols weird stuff. Oh yeah. A lot he's of a real, real, accent, real, real yeah, accentee, real, yeah. Yeah. Super,
2: super fun drummer. And that's like, I think that's uh, part of Stuart Copeland and definitely Lars. I, more than I think Lars has written some of the coolest, uh, drum parts, definitely some of the coolest thrash metal parts ever, um, uh, is, the entertainment value that Lars has when he performs, I really appreciate. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like us being a three piece band. I'm, I'm always trying to do as much as I can back there. And, and you know what I mean? Like I'm, I, I'm trying to entertain the crowd as well as hold the beat down. Cause there's just three of us up there and oh, trying to yeah. do. It. So it's like, I look at Lars and someone and like the shit that he does standing up behind his drum kit. And like that, that shit, like, gives me chicken skin and makes my blood boil the best <laughs> yeah, way ever you go, too you, you know you do that a lot it's, yeah it's fun so to watch. yeah so it's like that's the i think it's the not only the skill that i appreciate of all this, the shit that he's written and the history that he's made but also yeah just the, the performance value that someone like like lars obviously pays attention to yeah you know that's cool man that's cool
1: any, any other good ones here uh let's see oh here's one from lion eyes music Oh, yeah, yeah boys. The boys. Yeah, boys. Uh, when Lion Eyes uh, Music was on tour with you guys, uh-huh. why did you make them kiss you goodnight after each show?
2: Oh, man. Well, I think it was mainly because the stubble, you know, it kind of uh, uh, was the equivalent of like putting me to sleep, just rocking me to sleep a little bit.
0: Nat- natural, like exfoliant as yeah. well.
2: Yeah, yeah, before yeah. Before bed, yeah. sure.
1: <laughs> Kind yeah. of like a Velcro thing with your beard and their stubble?
2: Yeah, no, I was just probably didn't even have a beard back then, actually. Ah, so, ah. Yeah. This
0: is what inspired him to...
2: Yeah, Nice. Yeah, he might have sprouted. because might sprouted because of the yeah. Lion Eyes boys, you know? <laughs> uh,
1: this could lead us back into the next segment. You got one?
2: Uh, from uh, Closer to the Sun?
1: Oh, are you trying to go for band camp? What oh, doing, I didn't Danny? even see the CTTS yeah, one.
2: that's what that means, right?
1: It, uh, how about, yeah, you got any good... Uh, closer to the sun stories? Um, or just, or do you just have a band camp I got, story? Yeah, I
2: mean, I got a real a solid band camp story. Alright, we're it, doing it. Yeah.
0: Oh, and this one time at band camp?
2: So this one time at band camp, uh, I guess it's kind of a, 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 a skin pincher for me, which is the ones I always look forward to because whenever I uh, look back to my young self and be like, what? the fuck? I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, yes, those are the po- moments in life I oh, love. Yeah. So we were on tour in 2007, I think it was, and it was with uh, us, the Mad Caddies, and the Super Villains. It was right after we put out the No Shame album. And uh, um, this was one of the first times that I think the brodeo really oh, started to come he- uh, come around heavy. And um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I think it was The Expendables... Mad Caddies and us and anyway we're at the Fillmore and we'd been uh, for the Brodio we'd been covering Eat the Meek by No Effects and doing it acoustically so uh, uh, which was rad it's one of our favorite bands No Effects obviously with like their record label like that's the reason we have a record label everything Um, so anyway uh, never thought of the fact that the Mad Caddies are on Fat Records so lo and behold at the Fillmore Fat Mike shows up and he's like, and we've known him from warp tour kind of, but still he's yeah. like he's fat Mike. So we're like, Hey, what's going Whoa. on, fat Mike? And instantly I'm like, Ah oh, shit. We're gonna play. We're gonna play a song and like. Oh, hey, so maybe no. like, yeah, like, hey, boys. Maybe we should talk. Like, everyone's like, nah, fuck that. Now nah, let's do it. So I'm like, hey, fatty. Yeah, good to see you, man. Hey, just to let you know, like, fuck, man. We've been probably kind of butchering your songs. This was before internet was bit like Instagram. So shit like that heard. Yeah, no, he tells us he's like, no, actually, I did. I saw a YouTube video of it. I'm like, oh no. I actually want to jam it with you guys tonight. Oh, I want to play bass. Nice. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So then flash forward, we're doing the brodeo. Fatty's there on the side of the stage waiting for the acoustic bass. He just rocks the acoustic bass on Eat the Meek and yeah, just full pinch myself. That's it pretty was, awesome. It was yeah, yeah. And and those are the 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 times that I I I make sure that they're not overseen by my conscious self because I always gotta look back and be like holy fuck that's pretty cool that is fucking amazing that's a, so.
0: a huge thing to be able to do realizing when you're in a moment yeah and then being able to go oh i'm in a moment like let's go ahead and soak this one in like yeah enjoy even it, it, this yeah even it doesn't it's it,
2: I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, no i'm sorry uh, it, it's it's hard to do sometimes because also um like for, for instance i did a uh I sat in with Steel Pulse for when their drummer passed away. They had uh, Grizzly, God rest your soul, legend, rest in paradise. Um, When Grizzly passed away, they had a tribute for him at the Henry. uh, Yeah, sorry. Just pointing towards L.A. (laughs) (laughs) Right back behind this TV, they did a. Yeah, They had at the uh, Henry Fonda. They had a tribute and they invited a bunch of drummers. So they invited me. That's cool. First thing I was like, who? Do you have have the wrong number? You might have the wrong number. Um, But nonetheless, I had a hard time enjoying the moment because i was so fucking nervous the whole mm. night so it's hard yeah it's hard to do sometimes that's and a big even, one well even yeah. Well, yeah even when you recognize it because and afterwards like my lady was like i could tell you were nervous i don't know and like you like i played for i was happy with how i played and everything but i was like i had a real hard time loosening up yeah and, and enjoy like, just enjoying yeah. it like yeah. like like oh man i'm here with all these drummers that i look up to and being included like I totally get it and everything's so rad but fuck I'm so nervous. Dude,
0: <laughs> dude, it's it's, true. it's a good thing to be nervous too. That's yeah, it like is.
2: Dude, totally and it didn't help that when at Soundcheck Omlock, uh the bass player, I've met David Hines a couple times just at festivals like like hey nice to meet you uh, uh like, big fan whatever. Um and he always seems like such a kind of uh, uh mellow not ster- uh, like not very stern guy. Right when I get on stage, Omlocks like, Hey yeah, just to let you know, like David, he's kind of a stickler, like, especially about tempo. I'm like, oh
0: God. And then he rolls oh, on stage. Then, roll- right.
2: then he rolls on stage in completely different demeanor than I've met him from a fan perspective. Cause now I'm like playing drums for him. Way stern. I'm just like, and I think that's what kicked me off where I was like, oh man, this is heavy. I gotta be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but, that's uh, insane. But yeah, so. That is cool. But those are, those are more of those, I guess, those times that I just I look back and I'm like, I can't even believe this is happening to me. But thank you. And I'm very grateful for mm-hmm. it. So that's right. Yeah. So we just,
1: uh, we were just hanging out a couple days ago. Yes. At uh, Cali Roots Fest. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys played the very first one. Yeah. Look, you guys were the headliner, the yeah. very first Cali Roots yeah. ever. T-
2: 2009. There was, well, there was like crazy. like fifteen hundred people maybe there, maybe fifteen
1: hundred people. Maybe was it like yeah. us? You guys? Was it Expendables? I think so. And like Ballyhoo, maybe.
2: Yeah, one stage, one st- and that might have been like
1: it. Maybe one other band.
2: Yeah, I'd had no. I don't know about you, but did you have any idea that this whole genre was gonna blow up like it did? No, back then? It,
1: it's it's been pretty crazy to be a part blowing. of the ride. Yeah, uh, mind
2: blowing, right? Like
1: you said, like I never knew. I guess to continue in this field, you have to have some sort of like gut, like feeling or inkling of like, man, I think my band's going to make it. Totally. You have to have that. If if you're not thinking that and you're doing this. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, uh, so I guess we always just thought like, yeah, man, I think our band can make it. But I never thought like, hey, man, I think we can just blow this whole scene up and we can like we can grow this whole scene together. Like, I don't think that was ever the thought. No, never. And not saying that we started the scene at all. But I do think that, you know, we've been kind of a part of it since it really started to grow. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and you guys especially. I mean, you guys even were, were in it a few years before we started.
2: Yeah. And that, I think that's why I brought it up is because it's still it blow it because it continues to grow. And, and I, I, I think I was like semi-joking this over this weekend where cali roots is almost a barometer of how big the the reggae rock scene is blowing totally. up because now it's this crazy fifteen thousand people a day festival that runs every year and and it's yeah it's pretty my list of bands
1: yeah are insane
2: i know because now now you got, you got like a stick figure that's blowing up to, to yep. become a. I mean who knows in a couple of years they'll probably be headlining amphitheaters, you know what I mean I, mean, I like, think
1: they're they're close I mean yeah I think they're close too I mean a, they were mm-hmm. i think like probably the opening act of of the shows in this scene for sure four five six years ago hundred only that long ago and now yeah. they're like headlining huge festivals, yeah, I mean couldn't. You know, happened to
2: a nicer group of dudes, totally. too. Like,
1: I love those guys. You
2: know what blows my mind, too, is they haven't put out that much music. Yeah. they're. I mean, I know Scott was really busy before he uh, formed the band and started touring. Yeah. In but I was tripping out because I noticed the other day they haven't put out an album since 2015. They are constantly touring. Yeah. They're constantly on socials. And they made a strong album. And they
1: made a strong album. Yeah. And they put on a good show. Yeah. I totally. mean,
2: really, that's the recipe for success. Totally. You know? I mean, because I think about it like when, like... Y- just in commenting on a strong album, when we put out Town, obviously we were a tiny band, and it took a while for that thing to blow up. And mm-hmm. then it blew up in 2005, three years after we put it out, and blew up big, where it carried us for years. years. you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, shit, thing still helps carry us. Oh, you know what totally. I mean, it's definitely one of the fucking tires of our yeah. of our vehicle that's moving. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, ours, um, our first album too, Any Port in the Storm, same yeah, thing. like that. We toured off that album
0: for like five years. Totally. I mean, you guys tried for a few singles off that album before it
2: yeah, before lay me, down, lay me hit, down hit which wasn't, wasn't even, even on, on that album, album. yeah it we had just re-released it, it. <laughs> yeah. well cuz there was Stan Tall that Native Wayne uh, he did, like, the very end of it. He yeah. did that, like... That, like, scat thing Riggis on steady, it. Wicked and yeah. yeah.
0: And Stantall had a minute on K-Rock where it was being yeah. played. It just never and hooked. And hooked. The, I think
1: it was more of a locally radio was, thing. I don't yeah. think it ever
0: even got in the top 20 or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But it got on that one movie, like, uh, Surf's, Surf's Up. Surf's Up. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Because I remember us being excited, like, holy shit, their song's on the local radio. Like, yeah. and they played it more than a few times, yeah. you know, but yeah. then it just wasn't... Yeah. Yeah. And it got played on random other stations that mm-hmm. maybe, like... Arizona because we would play Arizona,
1: maybe Colorado because we would play Colorado, but it wasn't like it was just being ran on the radio. Like, um, but yeah, so it's crazy. Like, uh, you can if you make a strong piece of work, you can really, you know, you can tour off it for a bit, you know,
2: and that's that's something that will not change. No, whether there's fucking technology happens or doesn't happen, or new social networks or something besides social media happens, is the. The fact of a quality product will never change. It's true. You know what I mean? And it's like, because all that, like what, the albums we just talked about, like whether you put those out now or then yeah. or, or in the 80s or, the, I, yeah. I you know, I think they would, it's still a solid piece of art. It <laughs> is.
1: And what was Kona your second album?
2: Yeah. 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 That was, so that
1: was young in your
2: career too. Yeah. And but, I think that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. no, no. no I was just going to say, but we'd been playing those songs for, for fucking like two years oh, before okay. we recorded them. Okay. So that's, that's why there's that argument that, which is pretty true where the, that first second, whatever that first like flagship album, a band usually does is it's hard to top that usually because it's usually songs that they've been playing for years. Yeah. And then you've experienced some success and you got to make a new album. There's no way you're going to be playing those yeah. next songs for years. Well, I going to say, I think
1: it's hard to do that later in your career. Yeah. Because, you know, like I said, like it's your second album, our first album and you don't really have that fan base yet. So yeah. that album you use to grow your fan base. And totally. you go out there and you tour your ass off on it for years and years as long as you really can.
2: And it's a lot of people's first impression of you. Exactly. Which will stick around for it fucking ever.
1: It sticks, you know. And then after that, then you've built your name, you've built your fan base, and now you kind of got your your structure down, and now those people are expecting new music. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we yeah. can tour off this for a year and a half or so now and now we gotta do new music. Yeah. And then you gotta get in that cycle, you know, 'cause
0: And if everyone it, if everyone's decided they love you now too, now they're they love you and they're waiting for new music. They're waiting yeah. for new music. Better Whoa. give me something that I want. You're like yeah, yeah, it becomes yeah. harder and harder to please. You've Which, entered the race, whether you like yeah. it or not. Yep. And especially this day and age, like we
1: <laughs> talked about earlier, with how easy it is to put out music, if you're not putting out new music, and you're not putting out content on your social medias, and you're not touring, yeah. someone else is,
2: Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're going to no. go
1: listen to that new person, they're going to go to that new person's show, and they're going to follow that new person on socials. And yeah. If you're just not doing that...
2: No, there's, nice. they're, 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 <laughs> they're like, like just for instance, I, I, like, speaking on our band, it's like, we're not big enough where we can drop off of social media and... Like, you take a, a band, like, I don't know, for instance, like a Fallout Boy or something. Yeah. They can just fire up their social medias when an album cycle is going to come around and be like, okay, hey, we're coming back and it's all good. And, and their million people they have on their thing are waiting for it to, like, once something drops, okay, cool them in. Yeah. Where, yeah, like you said, like, we got to stay persistent or else there's someone else that's going to. And that's maybe the double edged sword of the reggae rock yeah. genre blowing up so big yeah. is there's a lot more competition. I guess there
1: is. Because it's like like we said, like we've been growing with this scene. And yes, like some of these bands in the scene and, and you know, we've we've had some really great success. Yeah. Um, but on the scheme of things, we still have so far to go.
2: Oh, totally. We still
1: have so far to go.
2: Totally. And that's the that's the, the grand scheme of this whole genre is yeah. I mean, uh like for instance, you see a band like Atmosphere that comes and plays Cali yeah. Roots. Everyone loves him. Everyone. I'm a huge atmosphere fan myself, but he's big in kind of more of the grand scheme of things. Yeah. He can play anywhere all over the world. He can go to do a headlining Europe tour and sell tons of tickets and he can, you know what I mean? He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, I think big beyond his scene, which is the work that I think this scene needs to yeah. do. Not even any pinpointing any bands per se, but just the scene in general it needs to become bigger than, well, it's still just growing. popular within yeah. itself. Oh, it's 100%. So yeah. Let's that.
1: 10 years ago was the first Cali Roots. 10 years is not that long ago. Mm, not at all. So the fact that it's come this far is pretty cool. But like you said, we still have a lot, a lot of ways to yeah.
2: go. Because I, I always compare it to uh, bringing it back to no effects and that whole thing. Again, I think about them in the 90s and when like Green Day blew up and, and oh, all man. that. And, and that whole, would, would that be the? second wave of punk rock or the third wave of punk Probably rock third third yeah I think. so that like that made that third wave of punk rock go mainstream yeah. and and even like no effects punk and trouble went gold yeah you know was when they were when album. they weren't even trying to One though of favorite you know, punk rock oh of all abs- time. absolutely linoleum is just absolute yeah. classic of that era um but yeah, so it's like I always kind of think like because it seems like there's some parallels going on now with the reggae rock scene where it's like this little underground scene that totally now is selling more hard tickets to live shows than multi platinum acts around the I you know what's funny is we just played a um, on this last tour uh, we just played the rave in Milwaukee
0: shit I've been, oh yeah we've been We're, there That's, yeah still oh yeah scary no they actually shit, no they actually redid
2: re-redid. there's full production offices with oh, wow. a with a, a sick um window to the haunted pool so they left the pool there they left left the nice. pool, but it's full like showers green rooms oh. they can look out to oh, it wow. but uh my point is we played the the big room which holds like three thousand people or whatever thirty five hundred people downstairs in one of the smaller rooms. I think it was actually the room that we played in 2014 on the tour that we went on with that AER band. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Uh, was this guy that he, I forget his name, um, Jid or something like that, J I D or something. Oh, J I D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, anyway, he's dope. Yeah. So everyone, all especially the younger guys like Catastro, oh we love him, East yeah. Co- or, or East Atlanta Playboy, like whatever, yeah. we love this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what I never heard of this guy. And I look it up and I look up his Instagram. He's got like 850 thousand um, followers on his Instagram, which is so funny because I'm relating it back to selling more hard tickets than bands that are selling like or not selling but having a hundred million streams. Yeah, it's funny that disconnect to me. There's a big disconnect. Yeah, where the the uh, big one too with me is uh, my favorite all-time band, Ween. They have like twelve thousand followers on their Instagram because all their fans are old. Don't, don't don't give a fuck about Instagram. Socials. But they'll sell ten thousand tickets. Like they'll sell one ticket for almost every follower they have on Instagram. Imagine if Jid <laughs> did that. Oh he'd be like bigger than the Beatles at Chase Stadium. Yeah. like so those those disconnects trip me out, but I always just equate it back to I think it's real young fans. It's the young fans who,
1: are all on the socials and yeah. they're all on the up and coming artists but they're not so involved that
2: they're willing to go buy a, a ticket and go to the show or they need to convince their parents to go buy them a ticket yeah. and yeah. so they're that's where that disconnect yeah. is so it's it's just crazy and that's there's a, no technology. instruments almost
0: did he have a band no no no, no just DJ I, I think that's another part of it it's yeah. like hip hop it's almost it's it's hip hop like hip hop's tough life man hard. it's hard it's hard
2: to be entertaining when it's just you and a DJ
1: yeah. and if you can pull that off you're the real deal
2: do you think even – and that atmosphere does Real that deal. to the T. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay, do you think another layer of that is stand-up comedy because you don't even have a DJ? I
1: think that's even I scarier, I think that's dude. the
2: gnarliest – Fucking form of entertainment. We had I, a
0: stand-up comic on like two shows ago, and we talked about the di- like the differences of how brave you have to fucking be to grab a mic and stand in front of a bunch of people Dude. and go, "I'm gonna make you all laugh and right the, now." The like fuckers like Andrew Dice Clay
2: that were straight Madison Square Garden, just oh, like yeah, yep. yeah, like to entertain that many people with a fucking microphone. That's it. No music and your wit.
0: No music and your wit. Like yeah. And we talked <laughs> about you can't go up there and play your hits. Like, hey, you all, uh, I'm going to come here and play all these songs you love. Oh, it, it has to be fresh, yeah. new
2: material exactly. or get At it. Like, for us, like, oh, God, shit, man, we're not feeling it. Oh, I'll just play Dirty Hot Sex. Okay, they're pumped. Cool. Play we're the out of here. Yeah. 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 Like, everyone's sick. We can't yeah, all just yeah. play the bangers. Okay, we're good. We're out of here. Let's well, play tough. Lay
1: Me Down and dub it out for 20
0: minutes. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally.
2: Fucking yeah, bring someone
0: up from the crowd, have them sing, and even yeah, fans exactly. will do that shit. It's no, like, yeah, a comedian.
2: Big up to stand-up comedians, man. Like, Massive respect.
0: Con, it's like if your album, it's, it's like as soon as you release your album, you then have to erase it and write a new album. That other album's done. No one wants on to sta- hear it. On stage live. Right. Every, every time. Right. Every song you have to play to the crowd, they've never heard before. Yeah. Every time. And win them yeah. over with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know when wow. you've seen a band sometimes when you just want to hear the 10 hit singles and they're playing only the new shit and you're like... Come on,
2: guys. I'm and, here to and, sing along. I haven't heard, like, and, with a stand-up, it's only new shit. And if they've heard your new shit, they might get bummed, too. Because yeah, they're I like, well, he's like recycling. Or, he's, or, he's reci- he's recyc- or if they hear the old shit, I'm sorry, yeah. they might get bummed. Because oh, totally. they're like, he's recycling old jokes. Oh, you
0: can't even do it. <sighs> you can tell them. Once you've released your Netflix special, those yeah. jokes are done. You yeah. cannot do those anymore. Whole new hour. He to- You can tell them their favorite
1: joke they've ever heard, the reason they're a fan of you, they they love this joke more than anything. They tell it to their friends, and you tell it on stage again. And they say, "Fucking you! I, you already yeah. said that yeah. fucking joke last dude, time." This joke's
0: ten yeah. years old, asshole. You'll get yeah. booed off the stage, yeah. dude. And there's another thing: people can just. Boo and just hijack your gig. Yeah, if they boo your band, or whether you're louder than them. Yeah, Not totally. As a comedian. Oh every, yeah.
2: Every asshole in the crowds in your ears. Th- those are more character builders for uh, us. Because uh, um, I remember being on tour with Cottonmouth Kings and we got a couple some drinks thrown at us. It was two thousand. Oh, oh, yeah, got, they got two thousand fans. Juggalos, bro. With
1: so well, the Juggalo fans, where it's like. They're only there to see their band. Yeah. 100%. And if you are
2: not their band, they're there to see you're dead. We did a picture of this. We did it was 2004. It was all suburban noise bands like uh, all like King Spade, all the all the oh, bands. Yeah. And then us direct support for Cottonmouth Kings for forty five minutes.
0: Oh, so it's a slew of their people. Oh God, yeah, and then us, us,
2: with like trunks and no shirts, like like pretty oh, fresh no. from Hawaii, like four or five years, like like removed from Hawaii, and like yeah, I remember it was Ogden Theater. I remember getting two joint drinks whipped at like whoa whoa. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Hour, but we
1: did a couple shows. Um, luckily, it wasn't to that extreme.
2: Yeah, this was a full tour we did too. Yeah. That's why. So.
1: We did like a couple shows where I think it would just be like one person who, luckily, like we were friends with, like Big B would open yeah. or yep. something. And then we would go on like right after. And then, you know, Cottonmouth King would play or something. Yeah. And there was definitely like the people out there were
2: like, get the fuck off the stage. Yeah. Yeah,
1: luckily we we had a I think it was half and
2: half, gotcha. so we were yeah. able
1: to get through it. You know? We <laughs> would always
2: win over the not full blown cottonmouth king like Juggalo type yes. fans. We'd win over like the guys that were just wearing like the skaters, that like were just the pothead. Wearing- guys. Yeah. yeah, I'm just a pothead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like this rap music because and- I, I and I'm thankful for that tour because to this day I'll randomly see. A kid with a cottonmouth kings hat at our totally. shows. You know what I, I mean? Think, yeah. And I'm like I'm like, I know I know that motherfucker guaranteed somehow found out steps so yes. back to that tour. No, he was there. We so didn't back win then. them all
1: over, but you know what? I think we won a few over and for that's sure. all you're there for. Yeah. I mean that's really freaking it. Yeah. Yeah, man. So what's next? Anything else cool coming up?
2: Yeah, just the uh the record, which uh um, like I was saying, June twenty eighth that's gonna be out and um then we're going back. There's two more legs of the tour, the live from Paradise. Oh, that's tour right. With irration. Uh, yeah. So that's gonna um, pick up on, on July eleventh, um in Oklahoma and then we're gonna finish out the rest of the country um through uh, end of August pretty much. So yeah. Oh. That and then the album and um just uh kind of getting the getting the engine going and you know that you know how it is, the cycle's gonna start. So oh, yeah. Well you gonna be Playing playing songs, playing the new album, and uh, seeing where this amazing path that we embarked on in 1997 continues to take us. <laughs> it's not stopping. <laughs> no. That's the thing is, you guys no, no, are no, no, no. staples uh, in this man, and thing I now and I respect the shit out of the process, man. I'm into it. What I you know, oh, like yeah. I just been letting letting the letting the music lead the way. I truly believe it's like all of us are just we're lucky enough to that v- music visits us and we're able to transmit it for for people. You know, it's it's pretty. Pretty fucking mind blowing, and I I will never—I don't think it'll ever soak in. I never will get it. No, don't let uh, it. Yeah, don't let it soak in. Keep being amazed. I'm like, like, yeah, it's funny when you try to let it soak in. Like,
1: I'm gonna really think about
2: it. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it starts to sound absurd when I start thinking about it and start like bullet pointing on my head. I'm like, this sounds fucking crazy, but fuck, man, it's awesome. So.
0: You have a show, though, too. I wanted you to plug... You You have your own oh, podcast. Yeah, You've yeah, been doing yeah, yeah, far longer than us. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, uh, another thing that's kind of like respect the process and just let it lead the way. Um, uh, um, Mike Sutherland, who uh, works for Sublime with Rome now yep. and used to work for us for a while, he's been doing podcasts for uh, um, uh, years, and he, I was on his for a couple times, and he always would tell me, man, you got to do your own. I never really paid attention to it. Then two years later... He brought it up again, had a name and everything. He's like, hey, man, maybe you should name it Disposable Heroes because you're such a Lars fan, you know, because it's the track off Master of Puppets. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of started listening, and I was like, okay. So anyway, we ended up setting up the podcast. It's called Disposable Heroes. It's only about drummers, or, or I only have drummers on it, but it's not all about drumming. It's kind of more just conversational, you know, like this, just mm-hmm. kind of um, getting behind the layers of, of of the actual drummer that's on stage, you know, and not talking all about rudiments and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, um, and yeah so just started it for fun and— And I've had a shit ton of uh, of pinch me moments with that man. I've had Adrian Young from No Doubt on it. I've had um, um, uh, Josh from Twenty One Pilots. I've had um, Fish from Fishbone. I've had uh, that's awesome. I got Smelly. I just did Smelly from No Effects. I did so. I mean, all these guys that I've literally grown up like idolizing. I end up talking to him on podcast, like, yeah, dude, we love your band. I'm just like, shut the fuck. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> uh, but in turn, I I like it's amazing because it's I think it's indirectly made me a better drummer as well. Nice. Because just talking to all these drummers and just surrounding my like we were talking about earlier, who you surround yourself mm-hmm. with and be, being able to engulf myself in these two hour conversations with um someone like Vinny from Less than Jake that tells me all about signing Fallout Boy and doing Field with Ramen and all these things and and being able to I guess uh, have an excuse to geek out on these people I've become friends with that are in other bands, yeah. And you know what I mean, and not be punishing them, yeah. In a sense, <laughs> it's been so. I it's just been so enlightening, I think, for me, and and yeah, I, I'm I'm it's really fun. That's awesome, Disposable yeah. Heroes. Yeah, Disposable Heroes. Look it up uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. After you listen to this one,
1: that's right. You well sit. is that anything I'd, else I mean we could keep going for three
2: more days we could just How have him back go? We're, already, already, we're yeah we're already oh hey I'll come back anytime we have him back anytime I, just I, let me know
0: yeah we're gonna save uh, shit we're yeah. coming
2: back next week yeah perfect
1: as we start that music will you bring me that brown paper bag that's in the fridge please there's a brown paper bag in that fridge in the top left corner. You Bring me that. We'll just keep tapping that music for a while. I'm sure Duddy's got some thanks things to say. Thanks again for stopping in, feeling good with Duddy. son. thanks for stopping by.
2: Thank you guys so much. Feeling better than good as I leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. And
1: I know that he probably worked up an appetite, so we brought him some more food. That's Not right, dude. Give, him, give that to him. Why don't you open it up? Why don't you tell him what we brought you? Just in case. It...
2: Oh, I have an idea. Just by the feeling, it looks like some Spam Mushu Bee, oh, boy. Oh, shoot. All right, as, oh, we, as we say in Hawaii, this uh, broke the mouth, oh. okay? Because it's so good, it breaks your mouth. Oh. All right. And remember all you kooks out there, flip the
0: shaka around. All right, dude? It's getting fucking embarrassing. You're, you're, just, you're
1: just letting us know, there. All right. You're the same person at the concert that's going, rock on. This means I love you, okay? This means I love you,
2: and this
0: means yes. rock on. Okay, so and now that we know. This means fuck you. This means this means fuck you in the 80s. Let's get our shit yes. in order, everybody. <laughs> oh,
2: man. can do a whole
1: episode uh, of the different middle fingers. We really, really, really can.
0: Uh, but yeah,
1: feeling good with Duddy. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, this summer, make sure you go to the Cutlass booth that will be at all the 311 and Dirty Head shows. Jake B will be there hanging out. Thank you. Keep playing that. And he can say what's up to you whenever you want. You go to the booth and you say what's up to him. He says what's up to you back. It's a pretty good situation. We're also going to be running the Feeling Good with Daddy podcast out of the back of the bus all summer, so you'll still be able to hear it. And go to CutThisBrand.com and get some new gear. And what, Mark? What? What? YouTube's YouTube subscribe. God damn it, Mark. God
0: dang it. Why are you so sensible go to our YouTube and give us five stars? Five star ratings, one star rate, just rate us, whatever. If you listen and it's one star, give it a star. We're not asking you to be liars. You know, what else, Mark? What else you got for us, Mark? What else?
2: Yelp. Go to Yelp. Just kidding. Yeah,
0: go to Yelp. <laughs> yep, leave all your disappointments at Yelp. Rate us on Uber. All right, have a good evening, Daddy. Uh, Next time you're hungry, order a Hawaiian pizza, and a true Hawaiian will scurf all the way
1: to your house and just hand that thing to you. Domino's. Domino's.